0: One of the main questions that people ask after they lose their sight is what now? So I want to talk about some resources that are available to you after losing your sight. And that's coming up today on episode 16 of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. If you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we talk about product reviews, life advice, encouragement, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the podcast. I'm excited about this episode as we discuss resources that are available to to you after you lose your sight, because so many times we wonder, what can we do now? What's out there for people that are going through sight loss? Whether you're the person who lost your sight or the sighted supporter, we want to learn about those resources. So today, we're going to dive into some different resource categories that you can then go and do a little bit more research on yourself. Before we jump into all the great information, don't forget that you can find the show notes to today's episode, which includes links, images, videos, information, all the stuff, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 016. That's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 016. You can leave comments there and read all the information and watch any videos and view any images I have there. lifeaftersightloss.com slash 016. So with that in mind, let's jump into a little news and updates. Apple recently held their WWDC conference, which stands for Worldwide Developers Conference. So basically, what they announced here is mostly software updates. They did announce some hardware, obviously, but they announced a lot of updates to their software. And a website called AppleViz.com, that's appleviscom has a preview of the upcoming accessibility features in things like iOS 11, macOS, watchOS, tvOS, all that sort of thing they have some information on new accessibility features how things will work in this new software so if you're an apple user this is a great thing i've got a link in the show notes you can go check out that article by apple vis because they're a great organization they help out with apple products and for visually impaired people so check it out go to the show notes check out the link because there's new accessibility features coming to all the software upgrades If you're looking to take notes, there are lots of different options out there digitally. I actually use Evernote and recommend that, but Microsoft has a comparable piece of tech called OneNote, and it's an app that you can get on your computer, on your phone, things like that, and it's basically a note-taking app and can do lots of great things. Now, again, I use Evernote. I don't use OneNote, but OneNote has just become a lot more accessible. Microsoft has made their platform, you know, constantly trying to make their platform more accessible, and so they've done that with OneNote so the apps are going to work better with screen readers they're going to be more consistent across platforms so if it's in the left-hand corner on one it'll be in the left-hand corner on all of them so that's a really good thing for people who are visually impaired so if you're interested in using OneNote it is a free application you can check it out I have a link over in the show notes of course but OneNote seems to be a good option I again use Evernote and there's things like Google Keep as well but there's lots of different things so kudos to Microsoft for making their products their offerings a little more accessible to the visually impaired community and finally from Microsoft over to Android I've got my good friend Sam from the blind spot on YouTube of course he's been on the podcast before and he's got a video where he talks about getting huge giant icons on your Android phone so if you're an Android user and you know on the podcast just as a side note I've said hey whatever works for you do that you don't have to use iphone just because i use it and i recommend it hey you can use whatever so if you're an android user and you want huge big icons on your phone you can get it and sam is going to show you how so go over to the show notes lifeaftersightloss.com slash 016 and i've got the video there so you can watch sam you can check it out you can subscribe to his channel he's awesome and you definitely should check it out so hop on over to the show notes and check out that video on how to get giant icons on your Android device. So what do you think about today's stories? Are you an Android user? Are you an iPhone user? Are you excited about OneNote becoming more accessible? Do you use Evernote? What do you What do you do with these sort of things? And do you have anything you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. One question that a lot of people ask whenever they lose their sight is what now? What am I going to do? Where do I turn? Who do I go to? What kind of help can I get? What's out there for me to do? And I tell you what, there is a ton of stuff. If you are going to lose your sight this is the time to lose it. Now, I don't mean that you want to lose your sight and it's a good time to lose your sight. I just mean that technology's come a long way. Training and and understanding and education has come a long way. And so today on the podcast, I wanted to take a little bit and talk about some of the resources that are available to us as visually impaired people. Now, obviously, I can't cover every single resource. I can't possibly give you every single thing that's going to be in your town or your location. I can't give every specific These are just some categories of resources that you have available to you because so often we think, oh, my life's over and I I can't do anything now. But there are such great resources for all of you out there. And today we're going to talk about just some of the resources that are available. And of course, a short disclaimer here. Like I said, I can't cover everything and things might be different in your area depending on where you're located, what country you're in, that sort of thing. So make sure you check out any professional medical legal advice in your area. Area so that you can get the best products, the best services, the best organizations, and that way it's helping you live your life to the fullest in your area. So the first category is orientation and mobility. Now, a lot of times you'll hear this referred to as OM. OM stands for orientation and and mobility. And basically, the, the main difference between the two, why they said orientation is knowing where you are, knowing north, south, east, west. I turned left to get out of here. I got to turn right to go in, things like that. Mobility, of course, is just being able to physically get around, how to walk, how to stand up straight, you know, things of that nature. And again, that's a gross uh, generalization of it, I'm sure, but that's the sort of basics of it. And so, this could be uh, white cane training. This could be learning to come up with certain routes. This could be public transportation training, things like that. It's orientation and mobility. This also applies somewhat to guide dog training because you need to have good, strong O&M when you go in to get a guide dog. And if you want to know more about that, check out last week's episode where I talked about guide dogs and all kinds of wonderful stuff. And I'll put a link to that in this week's show notes as well. So suffice it to say, O&M training is very important because it helps you get out of the house and go down the street or go to a restaurant or take a bus somewhere or things of that nature and everybody has o training from time to time uh, whether it's at first when they first lose their site whether it's maybe they move to a new location they start a new job you know you learn the area and o training is really beneficial so if you haven't had any o training seek out a place in your area and ask about O&M training so that you can feel confident when you start to travel around. The next category kind of goes along with O&M training and I call it life skills training. So maybe it's life skills learning how to cook in the kitchen, learning how to measure things, learning how to clean, learning how to uh, do yard work and chores, lots of different little things. And again, I call it life skills. It's kind of overgeneralizing it, but that's kind of the basic things. This could be anything. I mean, like I said, all the way from cleaning to maybe even doing maintenance on a car. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And there's lots of resources out there to teach and train you on how to do these different things. So, make sure that you find uh, somebody in your area. Of course, there might be online things as well, but that way you can go in, you can learn from people who are specially designed to train visually impaired people on lots of stuff you know if you want to make a three-course meal you need to know how to use the oven the stove how to measure things how to uh, determine if something is done or not and all of those kinds of trainings are out there and available for you so seek out in your area there might be uh, a rehabilitation services an association of the blind blind services um, maybe some sort of rehab maybe some sort of um, Easter seals or Bosma just depends on where you're at so make sure you search out in your Area because there's lots of life skills that they can train you that go along with that, and also within life skills training, you might also have braille training as well. So if you're in a position where you would like to learn braille, you need to learn braille, you feel like that's important, then this might be under that category as well. So when you're seeking out life skills training, make sure you ask about braille as well, so that you can get into a class into somebody who's who can teach you that, uh, maybe in an organization at your home, something of that nature, so that you can learn braille as well. we have O&M training, we got life skills training, and now we come to a category I would call technology training. Look, in the life we live, we use technology constantly. We use cell phones, we use tablets, we use computers and TVs and gaming systems, and even things like, you know, microwaves might be considered technology. But all the stuff we use, we use it constantly. And you might be like, well, I can't use my phone now. I can't use my computer. And here's the great thing. Again, losing your sight right now is so beneficial because there's so much Accessibility when it comes to technology, whether it's your smartphone, we talked about the Android and iPhone earlier. Whether it's your computer, Macs and Windows, we talk about uh, Apple TVs and Roku's and and you know just all kinds of great stuff. And there's lots of accessible things when it comes to technology, so you can go in and you can get training on how to use all of this. The nice thing too is there's lots of online things as well. I love technology and I talk about technology on my YouTube channel, so make sure to check that that out, com slash YouTube. And that way you can learn things online. You can learn things from people in your local area. There's all kinds of technology training. So I encourage you, research a little bit, find out, hey, I want to know how to use my iPhone as a visually impaired person. Hey, I have a PC. What things would I need to make this more accessible to me? Because trust me, it's out there and you can get technology training, whether it's in person, whether it's online, whether it's over the phone, whatever the case is, there's tons of technology training for you as a visually impaired person so make sure to seek it out and get that training that you need now we've got the o m the life skills the technology training all that stuff and the great part is we can put it all together for career training and this is a really great category because not only Are there uh, organizations and companies that will help you and train you in the job? For example, making your job more accessible, getting you certain technology you need for the job, that sort of thing. Not only going to train you for the job, there are organizations and companies that will help get you a job. Things like vocational rehabilitation you can seek out in your area and they'll help you find a job. It's a government program that pays for things and they'll help you get technology for your job. They'll help make sure your job is accessible to you. They'll help you find a job that you can do and do well. And so career training, career advancement, all that stuff is very possible. I know that there have been some statistics that unemployment levels and percentages are very high in the visually impaired community. But here's the thing, job opportunities are out there. They might seem slim. They might like, you know, I can't do that or whatever, but they are out there. So seek it out. Things like vocational rehabilitation and other services make sure that you're seeking it out that way if you're looking for a job if you want a job if maybe you need a new job because the job you had before you lost your site isn't going to work out or whatever it is out there so make sure you go out you find it you research it because it is definitely out there career training job training job placement all that sort of thing definitely out there and a resource for you So far, we've talked about a lot of great categories with training and instruction and education, with technology, with life, with getting around, with your job, all kinds of stuff. And after the break, I want to come back with just a few categories that aren't necessarily training and education per se, but I think they're very important to mention here today. So stick around. We'll be right back after the break. Hey guys, I got an email recently from a person who had seen one of my YouTube videos and had, I had said something in the video about sharing your story. So they sent me this email and shared a bunch of great information, their story, their, um, you know, it's their life story, how they lost their site, what they've gone through, how long it's been, that sort of thing. And I love reading those stories. And I'd love to hear from you and your story. So you can send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can share your story. You can share your questions your comments all those sort of things and maybe just maybe somewhere down the line i can share that story on the podcast and maybe even have you as a guest so that your story can inspire and help encourage others who are facing physical sight loss so let me know your story your thoughts your questions all that sort of thing hit me up derek d-e-r-e-k at lifeaftersightloss.com and i look forward to hearing from all of you very soon Okay, guys, so we're back talking about resources that are available to us as visually impaired people. So far, we've talked about education and training types of things, orientation and mobility. We've talked about technology. We've talked about life skills and job and career placement, that sort of thing. And there's just a few things that I thought about that didn't really fit into those kinds of things, but I thought they were important enough to mention as resources. First of all, we have what we would just call support groups. And this could look at different ways for you. But support groups are so helpful in learning to deal with emotional and mental trouble. Maybe you go to a local support group with, you know, five, six, 12 people, whatever the case is. Maybe you want some coaching, some one on one personal stuff. And maybe you work with a therapist or a counselor or something of that nature. And there's lots of different organizations out there that can help you find these quote support groups. Now, they don't have to necessarily be groups. As we said, it could be a personal thing like a counselor, like a coach coach, something of that nature. And if you're interested in some personal one-on-one coaching, something of that nature, hit me up, let me know, and we can work on that together. You can also find Facebook groups and probably groups in your area. So make sure you seek that out. Support, coaching, counseling, therapy, whatever it is for you, seek that out because it can be very, very important. Another resource that people often ask about is transportation. You see, one of the big things and probably the biggest thing that people say is the hardest part of losing your sight is not being able to drive. And look, nothing replaces driving. I did a video called Being the Designated Passenger, and in that video I shared how nothing replaces driving. It just doesn't. I don't have any great replacement for it. I can't magically say, well, do this and it'll be better. But we still have to get around. We still have to be transported places. And so transportation is available. Obviously, there's public transportation transportation like buses and subways and uh, taxis and things like that. There's uh, you know ride services like Uber and Lyft, and those are becoming much more uh, accessible to people. And of course, you can always just hit your friends up and say, hey, give me a ride, that sort of thing. Don't feel like you're a horrible burden just because you're asking for a ride. But make sure you seek out transportation possibilities in your area. What is it? Do you have a bus? Do you have a subway? Do you have Uber or something of that nature? And maybe allocate a little money each month month towards transportation. Because let's face it, if you're driving, you'd have to pay for gas, you'd have to pay for insurance and so forth. But now that you're not, maybe allocate some of that towards taking an Uber, towards taking the bus or a taxi or something of that nature. And and learn to get around because transportation is still very possible. It's just going to take a little bit of work. So nothing replaces driving, but transportation is still definitely possible. And finally, this one is maybe a little controversial. It depends on your personal political beliefs and so forth, but there is Social Security Disability. This is basically, if you're legally blind, you typically, and I say typically, I'm not an expert here, but typically you qualify for Social Security Disability Benefits, which is monthly financial uh, help and support if you have some sort of legal disability, and in this case, being legally blind. If you have children, sometimes you can get benefits for them and that sort of thing. But again, I am not, uh, you know, saying hey, this is definitely what you have to have. Your personal and political views may, you know, be different on this. I just want to let you know it's available. So contact your local Social Security office if you talk to Voc Rehab, something of that nature. They can get you more information on it. It is an application process. It's not going to be something where you sign. document, and you're getting a check tomorrow. It's not how it works, but it is available. So if that's something you'd like to seek and pursue, please definitely do that. If you have a child that is losing vision, they can qualify for it as well. It just depends on your local government, your state, your country, that sort of thing. If you're outside of the U.S., this is probably going to be different for you. So make sure you seek out in your country how this may or may not work depending on how your government works. So Social Security in the U.S., U.S. That is definitely something that you should look into if that's something you feel like would be beneficial to you. So there you go, my friends. There's just kind of a brief, quick overview of some resources that are available to you as a visually impaired person. Now, again, remember this may differ depending on your location. So seek out things like associations for the blind, blind services, uh, things that you know may be government-related in your area, because those programs will be available to you as well so seek it out in your area find those different things that way when you're searching O&M training or you're searching for technology training you have a little bit of a narrow kind of focus and say okay today I'm going to search O&M or today I'm going to search technology or whatever it is there are programs out there your life isn't over I promise and resources are there for you to take part in so make sure to seek it out in your area and go for it because remember sight loss isn't the end It's just the beginning. And I like to end our show on my real life retweet, basically a quote tweet something I think that you can hear and take away from today's episode to keep you thinking, maybe bring up discussion in your own life. Our quote today comes from somebody you may have heard of. His name is Tony Robbins. He's a pretty popular motivational speaker, life coach, that sort of thing, and here in the United States and all over the world. And Tony Robbins has a lot of great, interesting quotes, but the one today he says this quote: "Setting goals." is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible." Now, why are we talking about setting goals with finding resources? Well, I think all too often when we try to find these resources, we get overwhelmed. We need to get a job right away. We need to get transportation right away. We need to figure out how to, how to cook right away. We got to, how do we use our iPhone right away? Everything comes right away. And I think it's important to remember that if you set a goal every day, that way you won't be so overwhelmed. So today, you're just going to research, you know, how to use your iPhone. And not worry about OM, not worry about careers, not worry about any of that stuff because it's just going to be setting that goal today. So, setting a goal, as he said, it's the first step in turning the invisible. Into the visible. Now I'm sure in his quote, maybe the context is talking about something that you know you don't have, like a dream, a goal out there. Like a, uh, you know, I want to do this in my life, and so you set a goal to get there, and it helps turn that dream into reality. But here, it's helping turn what's invisible. The the things we can't and this is kind of a pun, but the things we can't see, like the resources, the the availability of things, the accessibility of things, we don't know those exist. But you take a step every single day, you set a goal to find those things, and it turns from invisible into visible. So we thank Tony Robbins for this quote, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. All right, guys. Well, I hope today's episode has been educational and informational to you. I hope that you've learned a lot and you go out and you do some research on your own for these great and wonderful resources. Hey, while you're here and still listening here at the end of the podcast, I wanted to remind you that if you haven't gotten a chance to subscribe yet, you should totally do that. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast and I'll give you all the links for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all those places you can subscribe. It's totally free and you won't miss a single episode of the podcast. So make sure to do that. And every Wednesday, you'll get Life After Sight Loss radio delivered straight to you. And what could be better than that? Also, if you're surfing the World Wide Web, make sure to hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on the social media, and that's what we love to do. So go over like, follow, share, all that sort of thing, because that way you can keep in touch with me. You can see news, updates, information when I release new episodes and, and new YouTube videos and all that sort of thing. Make sure to go over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, and share as well. And there you go, my friends. That wraps up another episode of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Hey, don't forget that all the information provided on this podcast and on lifeaftersightloss.com is intended for educational and informational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Hey, thanks, guys, so much for listening to the podcast today. I so appreciate it. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one. Hey, if you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast and you listen all the way through, I am so grateful. And I want to ask you a quick little secret question for those of you who make it to the end. What's your favorite color? Do you have a favorite color? So often blind people don't get asked about colors because we think, well, they can't see colors, so we don't ask them. But what's your favorite color? Hit me up on Twitter or send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifehackersightloss.com and share your favorite color and why. And I will share it on next week's podcast episode i'll give your name and your favorite color and why so send it to me your favorite color and why and by the way thanks for listening all the way to the end you're awesome